Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. Welcome to Couch in the Rue, presented by SkyMint Premium Cannabis, inspiring us all to feel better, look better, have a better Christmas, better holiday, treat each other better, everything, every damn day of our lives. And our Tuesday night show, brought to you by our friends at Front 43 and Cask and Company, Front 43 Neighborhood Pub and Cask and Company Kitchen and Bar, that's just north of Frandor on East Saginaw and Lansing, near the Lansing and East Lansing border. Outstanding place to watch the NFL games, the NFL playoffs, the Lions in the playoffs. Jason, how you doing, man? Peacock. What's up, buddy? I just went through one of the worst experiences of my life, and that is Target during the holiday season. I had to pick up a gift for my nephew. I mean, pandemonium. They didn't, they didn't have enough carts for the customers, and the customers are yelling at the manager. I mean, it was wild. So I was like, get me out of here. Is it just that many people? Yes. That many people, no carts. I mean, it's just an avalanche of people out there. Like, I've had enough. Just going to order everything else online. That sounds like an awful experience. Very. I used to wait until December 23rd to do most of my Christmas shopping. There's still going to be people out there. Yeah, I mean, that's the 23rd, whenever, wherever you go. It was was just as bad because it was all the last-minute people. Guys like you and I? Yeah. I mean, the worst one I think I ever did was going on Christmas Eve to Meyer with another guy I worked with in Kalamazoo. Uh, and you get that thing, that person that comes with a loudspeaker, Meyer will close in 10 minutes. Like, in, and it used to be before before, before COVID, Meyer closing was one of the more jarring things that could happen to a person. Because when you live in Michigan, you count on the ability to go to Meyer 24-7, you know, 365, other than Christmas. That 36 hours it was closed over Christmas, I hate it. It was unnerving. Uh, but now it's not even open. Especially with hours, a so. snowstorm possibly coming and people are, you know, trying to load up on stuff. Freak out. Yeah. All sorts of <laughs> all sorts of. Uh, but it's fun worth stuff. it. You know, it's for my nephew. I'll do it for him. But anybody else, I'm just like, I'll get you something else. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for a last minute gift and you do not want to leave the house, you've got until uh, December 21st, which is tomorrow, uh, Wednesday to order uh, a muskox high-quality flannel, by the way. And, and as long as you do priority shipping, they will get it to you uh, by Christmas. Um, also, Front 43 gift cards. Uh, Skyman, incredible gift. Incredible gift. I would love to get it for yourself. I was, trying to, tell, yeah, I was trying to convince my wife. That I was like, this is what I really need. I just need Skyman for my I don't even know if Skyman would have helped me in that Target situation. Because if I had some Skyman in me, I would have just walked out. I would have panicked or something. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. I don't like being around people. Now that I live out in Ovid for a couple of years now, there's nobody out there. I like that. So there's a little bit going on today. Um, not a ton, but the Matt Ishbia news was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, 
And by the way, we're going to have Nick Baumgartner on a little bit. We're going to talk Detroit Lions. We'll talk uh, a little Michigan State and Michigan football as well. And um, But the Matt Ishbia news, and then we'll pick the games with Harry too. Sorry, I'm doing this very disjointed. Um, I, don't know, I don't know why. I just In that holiday mode? Some nights I, I suck at this, and uh, ah. this is one of those nights. Um, because my first thought, everybody was asking me what my first thought was, and I was like, well, my first thought was, how does this affect Michigan State's name, image, and likeness deal with United Wholesale Mortgage? And from what I have been told, they're looking into it. They're, I'm sure legal folks are checking everything at Michigan State. They're not too concerned. There are some limitations to what pro teams can do with NIL. And overall, they think this is a good problem to have. If you're Michigan State and you're getting what you're getting from United Wholesale Mortgage, you do not want that to go away. That's something that probably helps you retain players, helps you recruit players. Even if you're not coming in with giant bags of cash like some of these schools, you don't want to lose the Matt Ishbia fountain that's coming to players in NIL. You just, I mean, that's a, What's the rule? Is the rule with the NBA? It can't be with the name, image, and likeness because I didn't think there, was, there were any rules yet. What, and other pro teams are doing NIL with athletes. It's just not usually an athlete in that sport. So the question, I think, would only become, and I, and I think all this is being looked at, my guess is nothing changes because it's still going to be through United Wholesale Mortgage. But I, I, I do think that um, the one that you could look at is men's hoops. Like, does a guy owning an NBA team, is he not allowed to then have another organization fund a men's basketball um, program through NIL? I don't know. Do you know what my first thought was? Is like, wait, Izzo's going to go coach the Suns now, right? If it was 10 years ago, I would think it would happen at some point. Because one of the things Izzo wanted the last few times there was, um, he looked at it, was good ownership that he trusted, good management that he trusted. It's why he liked the situation in Minnesota with Flip Saunders when he was still alive a little bit. And if he was 60, you know, if he was even like 62 instead of 67. I don't know. I think he could do another three years and then maybe move towards the you know it, the Phoenix Suns. He's seventy years old. Yeah, it works so I mean, well what, for John Cotton, Beeline. Yeah. Cotton Fitzsimmons. I mean, what these old guys back in the day? I mean, it's just coaching. Just scratch. What the is? Itch. I mean, it's not like Izzo has to go to a home or something. I mean, you can sit on a bench and travel with guys. I don't. He's I don't in good see shape. It. I don't see I mean, it. At even 70. though he's eating popcorn off the floor, I mean, still, I do not see it at seventy. I don't. Yeah. I mean. Because all the things that drive Izzo nuts about college basketball would drive him absolutely oh, insane about true. the pros, even more so yeah. in terms of personalities, in terms of you know, maybe you won't have to recruit, but you know there there would be the diva shit and, and the other stuff that he is a man who coaches in detail on every defensive possession. That doesn't work in the NBA. You can have concepts and all that good stuff, but yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I just don't see it happening at this age. He's got a great recruiting class coming in, so he's got a nice little thing going right now. I don't see him. He wants that second title so badly. So even if, say, in say in 2026, he wanted to go when he's 71, I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't ever be there. I just I, I would bet a lot of money against it. I don't think that's that's really likely to be. I mean, your one, life's not over at 70, though. I feel We'll talk to but, Harry about it later when we pick the games because Harry's a Phoenix guy. Yeah, And he's kind of excited about this. And there's good reason. The other big reason to be excited about this is the most important trait in an owner in a salary cap sport, besides having resources to at least pay some luxury tax and stuff. Youth. Because I I would not, like if I were running, if I were the, um, what is the, the, the commissioner? Cockburn. If I was the Cockburn of a... Uh, <laughs> pro sports league i would Bud urge Selig? i would urge i would discourage ownership sales to people over 60 we saw what happened with mike gillich we saw what happened with bill davidson when an owner dies there is a period of transition that usually fucks the team usually does and unless you bring in their spouse their kids and you have a succession plan that you believe in i don't want old men owning teams as much as I can avoid it. I know old men are usually the ones who have money. I love your ideas that have no shot of happening. I know. <laughs> like when money when it comes was, down to $4 billion, like anyone's going to say anything about it. You can find an owner in their 40s 
that's that's the the idea. I mean, how about Sarver though? I mean, he just gets four billion, walks away. That's unreal. It's that's a good two deal. million dollars more than any other franchise has sold for. And and it's like ten times what the Pistons were bought for by Gores like a decade ago. Yeah, it's incredible how that much it's gone up. Yeah, it's so. What's the cap? I mean, will it be ten billion in another five years? Yeah, it's a good Jeez. question. So the other it's not thing, the best product right now. The NBA? Yeah. yeah. The NBA is as good as it's ever been. No. As good as it's ever been. Bullshit. Better than it's ever no. been. No. Absolutely not. These Mo- guys that are sitting out every other fucking game. I mean, the Lakers last night, who sat, every every star player sat out. Why would anyone want to go to this fucking game? But why would you go to a Lakers game? Damian, they're not, they're Damian not. Lillard passed Clyde Drexler's record or something, and the, the, wherever, whatever team he was playing, there was like three like fans in the stands. It's just you can't sit there. You can't really gamble on it. You can't do daily fantasy on it because you never know when these fucking guys are going to play. Well, that's true. They got, they got some issues there. But you have more competitive teams, more parity than you've had in a long time. You have more overall talent. The league's just better than it's been it's in terms of just depth. ISO shit ah. and, and chucking up shots and threes. Guys that can't shoot threes are shooting You sound threes. like an old man who watches the wrong I one game a month. I am a very old man. Yeah. Yes, I understand that. But I'm not going to sit there and say back in my day it was better, like 90s, obviously, you know, with the Knicks and the Heat and 34 to 32 games. or I'm not saying that, but it, when you watch the product, I, lo- I, I love the NBA. I want to love the NBA. I'm not trying to shit on it, but when you watch the product, you watch the Pistons and all that, it's just like, all right. I mean, these guys are sitting out. I just feel bad for the people that have to, that spend money on tickets and plan this out. Like, there's going to be a kid that gets a, a ticket to an NBA game on Christmas. And what's going to happen? It's, you don't know whether or not, let's say he wanted to see LeBron. The Lakers come into town, and LeBron doesn't play because he's on a, on a back-to-back. It's just, it's just crazy, and it happens all the time. Yeah. Not with just LeBron because he's like 38 years old, but, I mean, all these other guys. But John Morant has to sit out of the game? No, I, I think there are issues there. I mean, I, I, you know, if, if you pay when somebody's coming to town and they're not there, you got to get your money back because, you're, you know, it's a star's league. Yeah. If they're not going to play, you, you, shouldn't, you should get your money back. I, I totally believe that. The other big thing that's happening tomorrow, like if this were a normal year, if this were five years ago, today's show would be about Michigan State football signing day. Because in a lot of ways, it's what is like this, Spartan beat. <laughs> no, because well, well, half our audience is that's what our audience care. We just rammed about the NBA, and half our audience is like, oh fuck, when's Baumgartner joining us? I soon, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, nowadays. There is so much uncertainty. Like, this used to be Christmas Eve to a day that you kind of knew what was coming, right? And now it's like Christmas Eve that year you don't know if your parents are going to give you the gift you really wanted. You don't know if Santa's coming through. You don't know if Santa Rube's going to be there with the Dunkit or the Castle Skull or whatever great toy you remember having, the bike Jason got when he was eight. Yeah. Diamondback. and, like, I think tomorrow could be wild. It could be uneventful. It will be interesting regardless. And we will certainly get new Michigan State Signing Day quite a bit on Thursday through the Groovy Donut Twitter questions. We'll also do some Christmas stuff. You can request things. But we'll, we'll, Jason will tell this, the Santa Rube story that day. We'll, we'll, uh, oh, we'll, I love the buildup. We'll, we'll, we'll build up. my favorite time to tell stories when someone goes, oh, Jason, you have that great story. Tell that story that's like but five minutes long. Go you didn't promise it. the story last I, week. No, I'm saying I will do yeah. it, but when people do that, yeah. I just love yeah. it. Now it's just blown out. Like People are going to tune in for it. It's a great story, though. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll talk about Michigan State, Oakland, Rocket Watts, return, everything going on with the basketball program. So we'll do all that uh, on Thursday. Um, and we're going to talk some more Michigan State football, some Michigan football. And some Lions next with Nick Baumgartner from The Athletic. Couch in the Rube, presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis and Front 43 and Cask and Company. Where else can you cheer on your team, enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi, sip on handcrafted cocktails, or one of 46 beers on tap? Take your game day or date night to Cask and Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American-Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30, 60-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Casking Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing. Ever wondered just how comfortable you can be? Find out with Muskox High Quality Flannels. 
Muskox is a Detroit-based company that creates durable comfort that'll last a lifetime. Muskox flannels are thoughtfully designed with 100% cotton that is ethically sourced and double brushed for softness. This will be the softest flannel you'll ever buy, guaranteed. For every $100 purchase, Muskox will donate $10 to the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center. Get comfortable this fall and winter with Muskox flannels. Learn more or order yours today at GoMuskox.com. Christmas is around the corner and beautiful jewelry is on her Christmas list. So where will you go to buy that gorgeous diamond ring or that sparkly diamond necklace or that incredible diamond bracelet? Medawar Jewelers' four locations by the Lansing Mall by Meridian Mall in Jackson and in Portage have the largest selection and the latest designs of beautiful jewelry that she's been dreaming of. If an engagement ring is on your mind, come into Medawar Jewelers and let our professional staff explain to you all about natural and lab-created diamonds. Our diamonds are set by master jewelers whose passion for their art shows so clearly in each and every piece. So, for that perfect gift that's on her Christmas list, come into Meadowars by the Lansing Mall, by Meridian Mall, in Jackson and in Portage, and we'll help you find it. Find Couch in the Room podcasts on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and the Rube's favorite, Podcast Addict. Couch in the Room presented by SkyMint Premium Cannabis. It is time now for our interview of the week brought to you by our friends at HopCat, best damn beer bar, uh, great uh World-famous Cosmic Fries, formerly known as Crack Fries, which I think is the better name for them. Um, award-winning burgers, including the Peyton Thorn Burger. And carefully curated craft beer from local partners at every single Hopcat. Go to Hopcat.com to find the Hopcat nearest you. East Lansing, Indianapolis, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, you name it. There is a Hopcat in your neck of the woods. Very pleased now to be joined by the great Nick Baumgartner from The Athletic. Senior writer there. Uh, covers football entirely these days and as he says offensive line enthusiast which makes me think that right now watching the lions in michigan you must uh you must have like your hair rising on your arms as you're watching those teams two teams play yeah the last like two or three years have been um like accidentally really cool here i don't i don't know i don't think anybody planned for that and i think (laughs) it just sort of happened like you know it used to be like um I used to, I remember it wasn't that long ago that I was like, man, getting to cover Frank Ragnow was really cool because he's, you know, I think he's one of the best two or three centers uh, in the NFL. And then, you know, they draft Sewell, Michigan's offensive line takes off. Michigan State flirted with a decent offensive line there for a while. <laughs> it seemed like Graham, and we'll see on that one. But, uh, hey, this is, uh, this is Michigan. So I think that the state of Michigan football, it's offensive line play. So it fits. The, how real are the Lions right now? Like how real is what we're watching? Well, I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's real. I think it's, um, you know, the question would be is if you went back and, you know, sort of did it again, you know, how many of those games maybe in the early part of the season would be different or would anything change at all? I think this was just sort of part of their story. I think this is how they had progressed. Um, I think that they had to go through the the real bad low to force themselves to maybe do some things they didn't really think about when the season started. I mean, make no mistake, I mean, the Lions – had huge mistakes uh, early this year that they had to correct, um, you know, hard decisions, you know, firing Aubrey Pleasant wasn't anything anybody I think looks back fondly on. Uh, and at the end of the day, I think that they would even tell you it's probably a net negative, but something had to change. Uh, that's how bad it got. But I mean, you give them credit for, you know, picking everything up and kind of pushing forward. I, but I think that what this has done is it's shown people that Brad Holmes has drafted really well. I, I think he's drafted really well the last two years for the most part. Um, and, you know, what we've seen on, you know, every week uh, in terms of the effort that they give Dan Campbell is, is pretty sustainable. So, uh, yeah, I think it's real. I think that they're um, – I don't know if they'll get in this year. I don't know if, you know, they'll have enough to finish off, you know, whatever. But I think that they're now in a situation with the two picks there in the first round. They're, they got great draft capital. I think it's the second-best draft situation in the NFL in terms of just pure capital right now. Um, and then they're going to have some money to spend – for the first time in a minute in free agency if they want to. I, I think they're in a good position to 
go into next season with a roster that's ready to contend, which was originally, I think, what we all sort of said. That had better be the case. And I think that, you know, here we are and it should be. So everybody debates the quarterback situation with Jared Goff. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think he has certainly shown that, that you don't just discard him without a, another plan, right? You're right. paying him anyway. You, you, he's under contract for next year. But, you know, there's also the, the worry that there, there's a, a definite ceiling with him. And you don't right. want to. You don't want the rest of the roster to be ready for more, and you hit that ceiling. And we've seen what happens when you get quarterbacks who are limited in Super Bowls, and you get good coaching against them, and they're up against another great quarterback. Sometimes that's a problem. Uh, and I, so I, I'm curious how you would handle this if you were running the Lions. Yeah, I think that. Well, I would have drafted one last year, <laughs> somewhere in the <laughs> somewhere in the second or third. Quite frankly. I think there was enough guys, what we saw um, with how those guys slid, especially. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I think that right now, Jared Goff is, you know, like you said, Graham, I think he's bought his way basically back to, to next year. Um, you know, the roster is at a point where it hasn't outgrown him, I don't think, yet. It's not ready for something that he can't deliver. Uh, and I think that he's in a good position to, you know, sort of continue the momentum he's built this year. But I would draft the quarterback on day two. Uh, I probably would not wait to day three. I think the Lions have enough capital, frankly, to where they can almost be in one of those situations where you sort of play the board. And you just, if you've got a guy that you like as a developmental backup who maybe, uh, that you like as a guy who maybe can turn into a starter, then I mean, I think that we're going to see how the board shakes up. But sometimes those guys will slide and you can get a deal on them if you're willing to sort of pounce when other teams aren't ready yet. I think if the Lions are that team with that sort of attitude on day two, then that's where they need to be. I, I would be very surprised if they don't take a quarterback in this draft. I, but I said that last time, and they did it. And um, and I think that as we saw in the preseason and, and when the year started, that was a, probably a regret. I mean, what a mess, you know, when we look back to hard knocks and all that. So I think that they have to do it now. I think that at this point you're, you'd almost be playing with fire, I, I feel like, or flirting with disaster by, like you said, Graham, asking too much of Jared Goff for too long and not really having any kind of a plan. You know, so far the bridge has been pretty perfect. Um, you know, and I think you can get a little bit more out of it, but I don't think you want to get too far down the road with that. Yeah, you don't want to ever be the Colts or the a team. You don't want to be a team no. that misses oh its window, God. right? I mean, that's the, the problem. are just – the Colts are like the exhibit A. Chris Ballard is a good GM. Ed Dodds is a good – I mean, they have a really good front office. And Ursay just – I mean, lost it. So, I mean, yes. It's a great example. You cannot allow yourself, and it's a great lesson, I think, for a lot of places and a lot of uh, young football personnel people. Uh, you cannot allow yourself to get into a spot where you have no answers so that your crazy owner comes in and says, well, I'm taking over. I'm taking yeah. over now, and now we're doing it my way. Like, you can't – you have to have an answer for that, and, and sometimes that requires a trade when you maybe don't want to do that. Sometimes it requires things that aren't always – easy in the moment but you have to do it and I think that the time for that is right now for Detroit yeah I mean to me eventually because you have a a, a finite amount of time before you're in salary cap hell almost in every yeah. situation you eventually have to have a quarterback who can win games when you're not as good you eventually right. need to have a top five to seven guy and you need to keep trying until you do because you can win one Super Bowl when it all comes together which in mm-hmm. Detroit, look, they've never won one, so you win one, everybody's thrilled. I'm not, you know, but you don't want to be the Chicago Cubs. That's my, my thing. Like, you don't want to be the team that, that, that gets there, has the moment, and then, you know, you, that, that's it for a long time because you just, you, you, didn't, have, right. you didn't have the right position. Um, right. So it is, I mean, you talk about the playoffs this year, and, and obviously uh, let's just talk about this week. What, what you, mm-hmm. I mean, it is weird them being favored on the road in December. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know how to do. It. I bet the. I, I mean, I bet the Jets heavy last week because I was like, you know what? I, I'd rather lose this bet, but I feel like if I if I bet the Jets heavy, I'm going to play where my head has been for the last decade. Yeah, and this is the exactly. game they lose. That felt right. Yes, it did feel like the game they lost, and exactly, and they won it the exact opposite way. Yes, that you would have expected them. But now here's the interesting part. You mentioned the Carolina game. And Carolina is sort of in the situation that I think the Lions have been in a few times over the years where they're playing for their, in, their interim. You know, they're playing for Steve Wilkes. Um, a lot of really young, like good young players. I thought they were going to trade everybody, and they didn't. They only traded off McCaffrey. Did they trade off anybody else? I thought they were going to trade off four guys, and they kind of didn't. They kept the core there. 
Um, they're playing really hard all of a sudden. And so suddenly this is like for the Lions, you're no longer the kind of like try hard that is going to, you know, that's Carolina. And I think that now this is an interesting test. You know, you kind of flip it around the other way. And it's like if you're a playoff team, you handle this game with no, with no problem. It's, it doesn't matter. You're a better team. Uh, but if you're still, you know, going through the bumps and whatever, you can get got by a team like this. No problem in the NFL. And I think that's it's a sneak. All these games, even the Bears game, the Lions had the Bears had the Lions beat. You know, like I mean, they're all going to be a challenge here coming up. And it's it's still a team that I think is right on that edge. And it's hard to guess. It's hard to guess if they'll make it all the way. But I, I think they could even win out and still not make it. So I know that's I'm the sure. thing. I, I, I can just see everybody being pissed <laughs> off because the Eagles and Cowboys aren't playing their guys. Like I don't, I don't think, I don't think any of us realized how bad that Jacksonville result was for the Lions against last week against right. the Cowboys. Yeah. Because if the Cowboys have been playing the Eagles this week to draw them within a game, so the whole time that the Eagles had to keep playing their guys after that, maybe right. you maybe you got something. Yeah, it was. Um, anyway, that was. Yeah, it was. I, I can just feel. I can feel the last week. It'll be watching them try to beat Brett Favre. Meanwhile, like, yeah. yeah right. Meanwhile, they need. Some team that's playing sixteen backups to win another game, and it's 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 going to drive it's going to drive people mad um, entirely. Uh, Want to ask you about uh, Michigan and what you think yeah. their chances are in this postseason? First of all, let's start with the TCU matchup. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? Well, I mean, I think that it's it's certainly interesting. Um, you know, TCU is a, a really well coached team that is really hard to defend, and Duggan Max Duggan is. I would say probably the toughest quarterback in the country, if not, you know, on the top two or three. I mean, this guy, he's one of these, like, the senior point guard of quarterbacks, more or less. Uh, just if they need, I wrote a little bit today, like, if they need five yards and, you know, he's going to give you his soul to get them. I mean, that's just how this guy plays. I don't know what to make of him long term, but, I mean, in the moment, um, he reminds me a lot of, actually, a more athletic Cade McNamara. I think he's a really smart kid who knows where to go with the ball. The accuracy isn't always there, but... It does, if he misses one, it doesn't. he's not afraid to go take another shot. TCU has terrific weapons on the outside. I think they'll be able to score some points on Michigan, but I don't think they'll be able to stop the run game. And that's the long-term, you know, that's the end-all, be-all result. They play that 3-3-5. They're pretty undersized. They tackle really well, but they have not seen, TCU has not seen a run game like Michigan. So that would be my guess, is that Michigan will be able to, you know, grind that thing out. But I, I think that'll be uh, – a pretty highly contested game just because how Michigan plays. I think they're not going to change their style, and I think it'll probably keep the door open for TCU to a degree, and we'll see if they can take advantage of it. If they, from what you studied from from Georgia, if Michigan gets beyond that game, yeah. how do they? How are they more better equipped um, than they were a year ago? Yeah, I think they're much closer than they were last year at this time. And, I, you know, I think Georgia, obviously, I'm not sure Georgia's as good uh, as it was a year ago at this time, although it's, you know, it's negligible. They're still outstanding, of course, and, you know, elite, the best team left uh, in this group. Um, but I do think Michigan is closer. I don't know if they'd win the game. I'm not sure that it would be, you know, much closer than 10 or two scores, but I think that they would be able to give them – more of a fight, whereas last year you kind of knew there was no, they had no chance. Uh, this year, I think Michigan and Ohio State both have opportunities against Georgia. I think Ohio State actually has some uh, some matchups for them that, that could be a problem. I mean, there's a lot of talent on that team. Um, not out of the realm, but Graham, that we see Michigan-Ohio State, too, in the final. I don't know why, and that's the other thing. I don't know why Michigan fans were so, I don't want to see Ohio State in the semis, because I frankly think that game would go the same way that it did in Columbus, but, you know, I don't know. That's why they play it, right? I guess we'll see. I, it's just because you ought to be – I mean, here's the problem with the way the playoffs set. I mean, I get it, but you, you'd ought to be able yeah. to enjoy that game, right? You, you, you've that, earned, yes, okay, that's yeah. fair. Yes, I like that. That's fair. And, that's and, a good way to look at it. Like, if you know, if Michigan State beat Michigan last year and that had to turn around yeah. and play them in some game, they'd be like, oh, what, what, right. the, what the hell is this, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, that's it's, a good yeah. It's it's sort of like the first game in basketball season when somebody wants to claim bragging rights. They're like, wait a sec, they play in two weeks? Oh shoot, never mind. I'll just, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I'll, I'll just pipe down. On. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't. Uh, I, right. So Michigan State's program is obvious. I, I think this has been an incredibly difficult time for Michigan State fans, and I, I can yeah. feel it uh, in our listeners and and on my Twitter timeline and just how. I mean, they are terrified of Michigan winning a national championship 
and Michigan fans are letting them know that there's a gap between the two right now, which there is. Right. And um, and and I'm, and you look at this Mel Tucker recruiting class, and and uh, there's some talent. There's a, a number of four stars. You know, you're talking right. almost double digit four stars here, but not a huge class. Uh, it, it, there's certainly some momentum waned from what they had going last summer. What is your – and I know you don't cover the ins and outs of, of recruiting anymore, right. but what is, what is your sense of what they need to get to most importantly as a program, the type of players they need to be adding uh, to get themselves to maybe not next year but 2024 where they're, they're in the game, so to speak? I think that what they're doing right now and just more of it, and I think that that's sort of – and I think that Tucker has smartly sort of not made it uh, they don't really – I mean, they do compete for players, Michigan and Michigan State, of course. Um, I'm not going to say that they don't. They always do. But he hasn't necessarily made it his end-all, be-all. I mean, he's had other avenues. They'll get guys. I mean, he's been creative with recruiting, just like um, D'Antonio had to be over the years and everybody else. But you do have to win those battles uh, when it comes right down to it at the end of the day. And I think that, you know, the concern there uh, on the Michigan State side, what would happen if Michigan won a national title? My, my reply to you on that, Graham, would be, if I'm a Michigan fan, my concern would be, is Michigan in a position to take advantage of that? Are they in a position as a staff to, to take advantage of that in recruiting? We don't, we haven't seen a huge win, you know, a huge, like, oh my God, five stars lining up. So I think if you're Michigan State right now, last year hurt them in terms of, like, the, the fans, in terms of their, their expectation for how this works, because I think it, it, was a mirage in that it allowed people to forget how bad it had gotten under Mark Antonio. That was horrible. It had rotted all the way out. It was as bad as it looked and maybe worse. I don't think people ever really fully embraced that because, and I understand it because Antonio had given them so much, um, but it was bad. And it needed a full on rebuild. They got lightning in a bottle that should not be, you know, with Kenneth Walker and some of those guys, that should not be the expectation for how this goes. You have to build this thing kind of the way they're doing it and just sort of that's why they paid them that long-term deal of course that's why the, that's the appeal of it is you, you have to stack classes and you have to hope that you can someday get to a point where you know kind of like michigan is right now where you're using the transfer portal to strengthen and not to save yourself and you can't be resetting every year in the portal because you're just that's like a college basketball team that's just all transfers they're all juco kids or whatever you know a mid-major that's just trying to catch the right mix at the right time. It's so hard. It's so hard in a sport like that. It's even harder in football. So they're not there. Um, I like what Mel, Mel does with recruiting. I think that he is open to literally everything. I think that's smart, but it's just going to take a while. I think it's, I think that that's the, the, the biggest message and it's hard for people to, to grasp that, but it is, I mean, their, their depth in the lines isn't where it needs to be. And that is still an ongoing process. I mean, you know, the, the thing that saved them, pretty late in the D'Antonio era is they had really great defensive line play, interior defensive line play. They could stop the run, right? And it was – and they just – they they don't have an identity. They don't have anything that they can really hang their hat on right now to to the degree they they had even in those sort of – and they had it with Kenneth Walker in that line for a minute. You did have something. Yeah, 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 right. And so unless you're going to – most of the time you're not going to have Kenneth Walker, who might be the best running back in pro football this year when healthy too. I mean, like that's – that guy was – that guy was just, he was, he was, and he's been amazing. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, he's a special player. And I think that, but that's like, and I'm glad for, you know, you're glad if you're looking at it this way, that, you know, Mel Tucker was able to show the people at Michigan state, what he can do in those moments. I mean, he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach in games. When, when things are sort of comparable, whatever, I think that he has what it takes to do the things that he says he can do. The problem becomes you, you can't just, manufacture a football team from nothing every other year it has to be sustained year over year and that unfortunately requires time that people just don't really like to think about but that's that's the reality of it well there are a couple things he's got going one the 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 people who matter in terms of decisions are all on his side still i think they understand what's happening number one and and I do I do think in the contract marries him to Michigan State for (laughs) regardless it's not you have to yeah and And then the other thing, and I've said this, is if the worst thing that could have happened to Michigan State was if he had left, some, and I, I don't know how serious uh, that yeah, was. I agree. Because the next poor sap would have had this same roster, but and oh. people would have looked at Mel Tucker as is this Greek god somewhere, and and, right. and and this next guy would have had no fan support. Everybody would have been pissed off already, thinking they had blown yeah. their chance that Nick Saban had happened to them twice, and so you know going through it with him is better than going through it with. 
with uh, with somebody else. Uh, well, Nick, I appreciate you, man. Have a great Christmas, and uh, look forward to reading Thank your you stuff. Good. All right, man. Take care. That is the great Nick Baumgartner from The Athletic. Uh, does Covers mostly the NFL draft these days and, and uh, does great, uh, just understands football at a level most writers, including myself, uh, do not. And that is our Hopcat interview of the week. One of the cool things going on at Hopcat right now, if you're looking for uh, a stocking stuffer or a late gift, uh, if you buy $30 in gift cards, you receive a $10 bonus gift card. So you can do the math. And if you like Hopcat and you like get like you can get some free money out of that, right? You, you buy $3,000 worth of gift cards. That's $1,000 worth of Hopcat gift cards free. Go to hopcat.com uh, to, to pick those up. Jason, anything you take away from that? Well, you lost me at math with that live read. Okay. As soon as yeah. I have to do that. Sorry. I just like the notion that we have to, you know, I know Kyle Meinke tweeted out today that Lions owner Sheila Hamp was right about Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. Are we really there yet? Yeah, we're not. No, right? I mean, when they were 1-6, and six, this duo had a, you know, career of four wins total. I, it's okay. I don't know if we have to give Sheila Hamp do something. Do something that Wayne Fonts didn't do before – we give you all the credit. right because you really had thing. no other yeah. option but to stand behind your guys at one and six and say we're going to get this thing working no one saw this coming yeah so and there there might be other coaches who could do this i mean i look i, I think he's done a nice job i'm not gonna yeah of course i love nice these job. guys yeah. i'm just saying they everyone has to understand right. i'm talking about bandwagon fans i mean kiss my ass i will we should take any fans that that are willing to to jump over i mean why, why do you have to be a miserable lions fan for all those years I did it. I don't recommend it to anyone else. So if you want to all of a sudden now pay attention to the Lions, good for you. You don't have to explain yourself to anyone. I Look, at this point, the Lions should take any fan who wants to come and join. That's what I just said. Yeah. I like repeating you. My, <laughs> my best takes are just jumping on your bandwagon. So that's, that's where that is. Um, all right. I feel honored. Yeah, let's take uh, uh, another quick break. We come back. Harry Gagnon will pick the games, including the Lions game and some uh, some college football bowl games, uh, including the semifinals. Couch in the Rube, presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis and Front 43 and Casking Company. Firekeepers Online Casino and Sportsbook is the site to play. Get your Vegas on right now from your phone, tablet, or laptop. All the hottest slots and tables, plus sports betting featuring in-game wagering. Download the app at firekeeperscasino.com. Go with the name you know, Firekeepers. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and located in Michigan. Gambling problem? Call the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan, and use the promo code code couch and rube 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place hopcat exists at the intersection of great beer and delicious food complemented by music art community and comfort home to the best in class beer experience served by craft beer experts guests can expect a casual inviting local gathering place with some of the best damn burgers and fries you'll find in michigan Hopcat is proud to be an official supporter of Peyton Thorne. Show your Spartan pride by ordering the iconic Peyton Thorne burger created by the man himself. And don't forget about Spartan basketball. Hopcat is your pregame headquarters for basketball all season long. Catch the game at any of our locations. East Lansing, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Kalamazoo, and Holland. To plan your next trip to Hopcat, visit www.hopcat.com. Find our live stream, podcast archives, as well as show, affiliate, and sponsorship information at our website, SpotlightMediaStudios.com. Couch in the Rube, presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis, and also our Tuesday night show brought to you by our friends at Front 43 Neighborhood Pub and Cask and Company Kitchen and Bar. It is now time to pick the games presented by 
Firekeeper's iCasino and Sportsbook app with the great Harry Gagnon from Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, bestbetcorner.com, and extrapoints.com. Harry, Harry, how you doing, brother? What's up, guys? How's everything? I am, I'm doing well. Um, I, I heard I was listening to a, a podcast, Bill Simmons' podcast the other day with Cousin <laughs> Sal, and he talked about they were going to do something where you're like, hung upside down and they're going to be feeding you drinks or i i i would i missed wow. part of it do you know what's going on there are you safe i don't know exactly what's going on i will say that um i'll promote what they're talking about in a second but i'm only, i'm not doing anything for simmons unless he pays me put it that way i got he you needs to pay me that's he's got, that, got plenty of money he can pay me that right that, that he's sounds, got 100 mil yeah he can break yeah. you off a little bit that sounds yeah, absolutely yeah, fair exactly yeah all right but, so 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 tell us what's going on yeah, so what what we are doing, we are uh, we're hitting the road. Extra points, live prop a papalooza, it's called. All extra points talent will appear for a meet and greet and a live podcast at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club, guys, in Las Vegas. So anyone in the Michigan area that happens to be in Vegas this time, come on over, meet us. Uh, it's a meet and greet live podcast, like I said, at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in Las Vegas, Monday, January ninth, from two to three thirty, and then immediately after. Everyone's encouraged to stop and watch the College Football National Championship with us afterwards. That's Extra Points Live, Propapalooza. Tickets are on sale right now at Ticketmaster and Vegas.com. Plus, we'll also be doing a watch party at the Kimmel Comedy Club the day before, Sunday. Watch all the Week 18 games with us from 10 to 4.30. It's going to be a blast in Vegas. Shit, I need to hit a parlay so I can go to this. Sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. I, I would, I would, I would caution you to be careful though. It did sound like cousin Sal's plans for you uh, sounded, but something upside down with lots of beverages going in you and maybe your shirt off. So I would just yeah, he wants like a human pinata. Of yes, some sort. that's yeah. what that's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, it's a wow. Be, be. Simmons, Simmons wants part of that. He can pay me. Okay. Simmons and cousin Sal are, have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> they need to break you off. All right, Correct, boys. <laughs> uh, all right, well let's let's dig into some of these games. Uh, let let's let's do some college football first, if if, if okay. you guys are good. Yep. Um, so, there, there. I don't want to do the whole bowl schedule. We're just gonna do like five games, big games, games I think people will care about, and and if you've got interest in, might be worth betting. Uh, let, let's start with the Gator Bowl, uh, South Carolina versus Notre Dame. Um, this one is on. Uh, shoot, I have the wrong date here. Uh, December thirtieth this year. Um, uh, three thirty p.m on ESPN and um, South Carolina plus two and a half at Notre Dame. I kind of like South Carolina here. I'll be honest. Like I like teams that when they get to bowl season, their program feels like it's on the up They're They're playing for something because it, they look like they're going to next year feeling like they're going to be a team. Like the way they finished this year. I, I, I like South Carolina here. Um, I'm not sure if this game was played in the regular season. If I feel the same way, Notre Dame has a couple of results that scare me, but I, I like this as a, um, I like the two and a half. I might buy it to three. Jason, where are you? Yeah, Notre Dame wasn't very good against the spread. Six and six against the spread this year. I kind of like the money line in South Carolina as well, Harry. But give me the two and a half. We got mm, interesting. You know, I, you know, South Carolina had a nice season, nice way to finish. Big game, put up sixty three against Tennessee. Um, but I'm leaning a little here towards the Irish guys. Non conference wise, they played USC. They played Ohio State. Played them both tough. Uh, I'm going to lean towards the Irish here. Okay, well that's. There goes that bet. Not doing that against Harry. Yeah. Note. Um, don't love it, Graham. Don't I'm holding love firm. It. Yeah. Don't love it. Yeah, still. It, it's it's an, it's not. I, I don't know that I loved it. Loved it anyway. All right. Uh, next game. Uh, and this this one, I really do have a. Uh, I do like. And it's uh, Kansas State plus six at Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, and that's at noon on uh, uh, December thirty first. I. I love Alabama here, and I know Kansas mm. State has been plucky and really good, and Alabama has not been good. But what I love about Alabama is nobody's opting out, so you're getting the full Bama experience. Final game for an NFL quarterback, an NFL uh, you know top college football defender, and Will Anderson. Like lots of, I this feels like, and I, this is not an Alabama team like the one that throttled Michigan State a decade ago in a game similar to this, a little bit off the radar, but to me. Under a touchdown, I like it a lot. Jason, where are you? Yeah, I'm with I'm on Kansas State because it's six and a half. Give me Kansas State. We got here. Yeah, Graham, the way you led into that, I could have swore in my mind. I'm like Graham loves Kansas State, but no, you like Alabama. I huh? do. I do. Look, more than anything, I just want to I want to see I want to see Saban get smacked in the mouth. 
listen, I, I love the way Kansas State played down the stretch. I'm not – even you're, you made good points about Bama, Graham. I just don't know how much their head's going to be into this type of game. They're not accustomed to having to play this early um, and with not much on the line. I'll tell you what, they're running back, Kansas State. The Wildcats are running back. Deuce Vaughn is going to go nuts. I'm telling you, when you see prop bets for player props in this game, I'm telling you, rushing yards, receiving yards, the guy does it all. He's going to smoke the Alabama defense, which really hasn't been that great of a defense all year. Deuce Vaughn, everything that you can find on him over on prop bets, and I'm taking the Wildcats for the points, even a sprinkle on the money line. Ooh. Okay. Well, I kind of – that – yeah, Okay, not doing that bad either. Um, uh, Rose Bowl. This game I love. This game is why I love the expanded playoff. Like, I think these are two really good teams right now. Uh, number eight, Utah. Number 11, Penn State. Five o'clock, the Rose Bowl game, January uh, 2nd this year because the NFL took up January 1st. I love that the college football just like, yeah, we'll, we'll move. We'll move for you. Don't worry. Um, I and, Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I lost my, lost my lines here. I apologize. Um, this one is... I lost the line. I don't know what happened to the line. I deleted the line. Do we Utah have a line? Minus two. Utah minus two. Utah minus two. Oh, here we go. I, I just deleted the line. I'm so bad at this, guys. Um, Utah minus two versus Penn State. Two really good teams. I, I like Utah a lot, and I and watch, I watched them play several times lately. As much as I like Penn State, I think this is going to be a terrific game, but give me Utah minus two. Inside of three, I'll take it. Jason, where are you? Yeah, Utah has fucked me this season, but this isn't a spite <laughs> bet. I'm telling you telling you harry i love cam rising clifford they have the kind of the same stats if you look at their stats for the season but you got to sprinkle in that james franklin factor but even with all of that give me penn state with the points we got yeah good point jay there but you got two really decent college quarterbacks going head to head here but i'm leaning towards the youths i mean they just look more than in that pac-12 championship game against usc they look really good but i mean more than that they were just so fast I think it's going to be too fast for the Nittany Lions. I'm going to take Utah here. All right. Um, TCU, Michigan. TCU plus eight versus Michigan. That's, it's a juicy line. They're trying to entice you. Um, I, I think a lot of people think Michigan's the better team, but you get it over a touchdown and it gets a little interesting. Michigan's been pulling away from people in the second half. I, I, I just There's a part of me that feels like as well as TCU plays people, as well as they come back, it, there's something's got to give, right? TCU's been really great at coming back. Michigan's been great in the second half. Eight feels like too much for me to love this for Michigan, but I I still like it for Michigan. I'm not going to play it. It's a few too many points for that, but I'm on I'm on the Wolverines. Jason, where are you? Yeah, this is open at nine and a half, and I think it's eight and a half in some books, but it's just too many points for me. I think if TCU can score on their first drive or something like that and shock Michigan, just eight and a hook is too much. So give me TCU and the points. I think Michigan wins the game, but give me TCU and the points. We got here. Yeah, if you guys remember last year in, the, in these uh, playoff games, Michigan and Cincinnati both looked like they were a deer caught in the headlights. They didn't. They just looked like they were happy to be there and didn't show their best. I don't think we're going to see that from TCU this year against Michigan. I love Max Dugan. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I think he's able to keep it close. Jay, I'm with you. I agree with you. I think this is a close game. I'm going to take the eight, but Michigan pulls this game out. Ohio State plus six and a half versus Georgia in the other semifinal. I this is a, this is one of those games where I, I might take Georgia on one side and sprinkle on the Ohio State money line on the other because I really have no idea what Ohio State's going to look like. Whether they had their soul stolen from them against Michigan, whether they are the team that I think they can be. C.J. Stroud, this is a big moment for him. He you know he has not been in a lot of huge games, and when he was, he has not looked great all the time, and so. I want to see Ohio State respond. I think they have the talent to win this game. Um, but inside of a touchdown, I, I'm, I'm going to take Georgia for our purposes here. Jason, where are you? Yeah, this line is throwing me off. It's a fade as of right now as far as me betting actual money on it. But for this contest, Harry, give me Georgia minus six in the hook. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it. Talk me out of this. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think, uh, I, I think Kirby Smart's the best coach in college football. Uh, Stetson Bennett, all he does is win games. But something about Ohio State getting a second chance here uh, after getting throttled in the second half against Michigan at home in the shoe, I I just think uh, I'm going to take the six and a half here. 
I kind of think Georgia wins this game. I think we're going to see two great games that day on New Year's Eve. Uh, and I think Ohio State can definitely win this game too, but I'm just going to take the points. I think Georgia wins, but I'm taking the six and a half. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it yeah, it's one of those games that I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing it. I don't need to I mean, be what you guys, what you got you guys covering Big Ten all the time. I mean, if, if Georgia did like if this game's a route, if Georgia wins this game forty to forty to seventeen, uh, would you be surprised that no. Ohio State got rolled again? No, no. I mean, I kind you know I, I kind of would. Okay, well, see, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know where Ohio State is headspace wise. Right. I don't. Know, we have not seen what what is Ohio State. When Ohio State gets hit in the mouth, and not many teams can do it, but Michigan's done it in the last couple of years, and we've seen the response. Like Georgia's capable of that, right? So what what happens if it happens again? Like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't trust it. I also think it's. I don't think Georgia's as good as they were a year ago. I think there's a chance that Ohio State's going to be fine, and this thing could be could be a shootout, and Ohio State could be every bit as good as them. So I mean, I'll, yeah, everything's on the on the uh, on the table. Um, all right, let's do some NFL games. There is a um, we'll, we'll just go right to the Lions game because it's it's the game of the year. Um, yeah, the Lions, yeah. baby. Yeah, um, love them, love them. They are two and a half point favorites on the road in December. That's modern Detroit Lions football at Carolina. Uh, Panthers still sort of <clears throat> sort of playing for something. Last week was not a great a great showing, um, losing to the Steelers at home. Uh, but you know, beat the Seahawks on the road a week before that. Beat the Broncos handily before that. I, they've had a hor- they've had a horrible result against the Ravens. I don't know what to make of them, um, but I know they're still at least as good in the last week playing fairly inspired football. I bet against the Lions last week. It was enough what I saw to think they've turned over a new leaf inside of three points. I'm going to take the Lions this week, Jason. Where are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing sharp money coming in on the Panthers, and I don't like that. But I can't go against the Lions. I might fade it for real money, but in this contest, give me the Lions. What you got, Harry? Guys, you know it. But all over your Lions. I hope the community's back in this team. Oh, they're there. They're back. back. Oh, that's good. That's good because they're, <laughs> they they're something else. I mean, that was a, a nice, a gutsy fourth down call to your backup tight end right. Gets the job done. Gets in the end zone. Listen, this Lions team is rolling. I cannot see Sam Darnold uh, blocking this Lions team from their charge of making the playoffs. I'm all over Detroit. Oh man, if they win this week and it's just the Bears and Packers away from the playoffs, uh, it's gonna get it's gonna get nuts around here. Okay, Seattle plus nine and a half, and and all these a lot of these games have something to do with the Lions. You'll notice uh, Seattle plus nine and a half at the Chiefs. Chiefs never cover. They never. Well, I guess I don't know if they covered last week or not. I don't forget. What, no, there was fourteen, no, and they no. went overtime. No, they never cover. Close. They're Amen. not. They, they don't dominate people the when you think they're supposed to. And I'm done taking the Chiefs on the spread. I don't even trust them on the money line as a as a as a guarantee in parlays anymore. The way things have gone, it's going to be interesting because I think Kenneth Walker is going to be a little healthier for this game. He was not. He came back on short rest, and and, and so they've had some extra time this week. I like the Seahawks inside of nine and a half. I think they'll be able to run the football. I think they'll be okay. Um, I, you know, Chiefs probably going to win the game, but give me the Seahawks here, Jason. Where are you? I don't like it because the Seahawks are ass, but that's just nine and a half. I've been buying or taking the points all season long, and it's kind of worked a little bit. So give me the Seahawks plus the points. We got here. Yeah, I don't trust Kansas City. I just don't. You know, uh, last week had to go to overtime to beat Houston. The week before, um, blew a twenty-seven nothing lead. Uh, Mahomes had three picks against Denver and didn't cover. I'll ride with Geno here, and I'm going to take that big number. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't know if Seattle can get back to what they were, but I think a big part of losing what they did was the Kenneth Walker injury. And so if he's mm-hmm. if he's back and he's had ten days now since last time, I, I think that makes a difference and 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 makes a uh, gives them a shot. Um, the uh, sorry, I, I, I Giants Viking. Yeah, I screwed this up again. I, I keep deleting things that aren't even. Um, uh, Giants plus three and a half at Vikings. What are you, I, Hunter Biden over there? Yeah, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Giants plus three and a half at Vikings. The Vikings, weird team. Giants, though, right now, I think are a little possessed. And look, the Vikings on the year are, I think, plus two points over their opponents, despite their record. So in this single game being plus three and a half, you give me more than a field goal. On, on a fast track indoors, the way the way Saquon's playing, I think this the Giants' defense will keep this close. 
I like the Giants uh, plus three and a half. Jason, where are you? Yeah, I'm with you. This opened at five. Now it's three and a half. I really like that just because I think the Vikings, I know they came back last week, but sometimes that takes a lot out of you for the next week. So give me the points, a three and a hook. What do you got, Harry? How about my boy, Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Captain comeback, baby. That was something else. But you know what? I, I think this is a three-point game either way. I don't know, so I will take the three and a half. Barkley is back. What a game he had against Washington with those spin moves. He was fantastic. I'm going to take the Giants with a three in the hook. Commanders plus seven at the 49ers. Um, you know, the, the, four, the thing that scares me about the 49ers is they're in a situation where not a lot of their games are going to matter anymore. And so that concerns me. Not completely yet, maybe. Um, and how do the commanders get off the mat after last week? I think the 49ers have separated themselves is, is one of the top few teams in football. So it's a lot of points, but I, I, I'm going to take the 49ers here. I think, the, I, I think they win this game by more than a touchdown. Jason, where are you? See, I don't buy that You know, the guys might not try because of certain records or something like that. I mean, these guys have incentives in their contract. I like the 49ers a lot. I guess if you could throw this in a tease, too, to maybe get it under that seven number, but I still like it. I like the 49ers. So you got here. Yeah, I did too. I mean, uh, they could, the 49ers could still, uh, if things worked out, they could still be the two seed. Um, uh, they just look, they look so good right now. Washington's offense is shaky. Uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to come out uh, after last week, too. They really uh they really, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, but what a overall, what a screw job they got by the referees late. They really did. It was brutal. Uh, and San Francisco just looks, uh, even Purdy looks great, and uh, the whole team, just everyone's, the whole team's clicking. I can't go against San Fran right now. All right, last game, Eagles plus five at Cowboys, and I would urge people to double check on the Jalen Hurts status before they uh, make a confident play one way or another. Here, I think they hold Hurts out. And I think there is a sense that, I mean, I mean, and it's almost a, a put down of the Cowboys. Like if you're the Eagles, if you hold Hurts out, you don't have to win this game. You've still got the lead because they screwed it up against the Jaguars, and now you've been able to rest your quarterback. I, I would, if Hurts doesn't play, I like the Cowboys in this game by more than a touchdown. Give me the Cowboys here, Jason. Where are you? Yeah, I'm with you. The five and a half, kind of a weird number, but I think the Cowboys finally get shit together. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars loss, I mean, was that terrible? Yeah, but the Jags are playing great football. Give me the Cowboys, minus four and a hook. What do you got, Harry? You know what? I'm taking the Eagles. I oh. think they're a much better team. Dak's overrated, overrated. And if, if Minshew has to go, I'll tell you what. Minshew Magic, he's played 23 of 30 games for his career for Jacksonville. Not a great franchise. You know what this guy's plus-minus touchdown to interception ratio is in his career? Take a guess, guys. Take a guess. Uh, one, uh, no, two to one. Yeah. 41 total touchdowns to 12 picks. Wow. Pretty That's, good. And he might and do that, it for Coach Leach, too. Yeah. You know, there's that oh. factor. I didn't, yeah. I, uh, the Pirate. Uh, yeah, good point. Uh, that's Harry. You bring Does that you silence bring us going to the our websites and betting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> putting, yeah. No, uh, right. so um, Harry, I want to before we go. I want to I want to float something by you here. Mm-hmm. Premier League is back on Boxing Day in the week. You know, starting the week after Christmas. Uh, in, in my household, we celebrate Boxing Day. You know, um, of course, Brit, being Brit, British and all. I lost a lot on the World Cup. I just, I just, I didn't know enough, and I bet too much, and I got excited in Spain. Can for, I ask you something real quick before yeah. we continue, Chris? Yeah. Being a being a true soccer fan that you are, how much how great did was that game? Oh, it was, it was the I best. Mean, how unbelievable! I mean, you never have the drama. Like, like we have drama in NFL every single week. It could be the worst team. It could be the best team. But what we had in the World Cup final, two nothing, and then all of a sudden, before you even blink an eye, it's two two, and then Mbappe's got three goals, and and they tie it, and they. I mean, it was unbelievable for soccer. Unbelievable. You know, and, and the thing that was uh, that I felt good about is I knew there were a lot of people watching that had sort of tuned into the World Cup that were maybe paying attention intently for the first time in a while, right. and like sure. you feel like th- that delivered, that really delivered, and uh, I just I I felt even uh, Jason had to be impressed, right, Graham? Come on, Jay. I didn't see. I didn't watch. I didn't. Oh, I'm yeah, happy Jay. for you, soccer nerds. It's great. <laughs> good for you. All right, here. 
It was amazing. Harry, Graham, just it was amazing. It, it was it was, it was sure. outstanding. And, and back today, I was uh, you know on Monday I was back betting on the uh, the uh, the England Championship second division, and today I was betting on the EFL Cup. It's great. I'm all all Love the way it. back in. There's, but this this coming week, I want to run this by you because I like yep. this, and I think our listeners will like it too. And there's a little bit of you want to be careful. Teams haven't played in a while. There's a little bit of you know, but some of these teams are playing this week in cup and other actions, but. Uh, I like a, a, a heavy favorite three-team parlay. Chelsea at home against Burnmouth, minus 330. Man United at home against Nottingham Forest, minus 330. And Man City on the road at Leeds, minus 340. It's at plus 119 on the uh, Firekeepers Eye Casino and Sportsbook app. That is, That, to me, is a, uh, a really – I mean, look, Chelsea screwed me before, but I like them at home against Burnmouth. I like Man United at home. The one that actually scares me a little bit is Man City getting their mojo back at Leeds, but I, I don't know. That to me feels like a really nice ease yourself back in with heavy favorites parlay for uh, for Premier League soccer. <laughs> buddy, buddy of mine really loves. Uh, buddy of mine who's a Newcastle fan loves them this week. Loves them Lo- against Leicester City. Okay, that's good information. That's yeah. good information. I will. Uh, he, he, he wouldn't tell. Sometimes when he tells me they're no good, he'll tell me they're no good. So he's just not a. He's not a, just a homer all the time. So he told me Newcastle's to play this week against Leicester City. I will. I will ride with your buddy, um, Harry. You have a, a wonderful holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, look forward to uh, talking early in the new year. And um, and we'll we'll do that one more time before you're uh, before they string you up as a pinata in, in Los Angeles. <laughs> Sounds great, guys. Take right, care. See you, thanks, Harry. Happy happy holiday. You too. It's the great Harry Gagnon from Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, bestbetcorner.com, and extrapoints.com. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate Nick Baumgartner joining us and his knowledge on the Lions and, and Michigan State and Michigan. And uh, thanks, of course, to our friends at Firekeepers and Skymint and Cask and Company and Front 43. Uh, outstanding place to watch the games. And uh, need to get a break from your family over the holidays. Skyman, Cask and Company. It's a good duo. Good show, man. Yeah, man. We'll talk to you Thursday. Couch in the roof.